from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Sales Training World broadcast with your sales coach, Ryan Dorn. Ryan is an Emmy winner, a certified business coach, and a 25-year sales and marketing veteran. He has trained over 4,000 sales professionals in seven countries, and he still sells today. No fluff, no bull. Tactical and practical sales and business advice to help your business go places you never thought possible. Welcome to Sales Training World. Now, your sales coach, your business coach, your host, Ryan Dorn. Welcome to the podcast for the month of June 2017. My name is Ryan Dorn. Thrilled to have you here at Sales Training World. And wow, do I have a special guest for you today. Standing by in the studio, live with us today is none other than business strategist, ultra runner, crazy popular speaker on all things essential to your life. Mr. Dan Waldschmidt is here with us. So we're going to talk about relevance and then we're going to get to some of your listener questions, uh, which I know that's what you guys love. You love to hear your questions answered. Uh, maybe by me, but also by the experts that we bring on the Sales Training World program each and uh, every month. So, all right, a couple of points of clarity. Where have you arrived? You've arrived at Sales Training World. What do we do? Uh, our company here, we do sales audits of companies large and small, help you figure out what's right, what's wrong, give you some fixes, some recommendations. And then, of course, so we're also a training company. So we do a tons of, of uh, training. Uh, sales training, corporate sales training, and speaking. Uh, some of you know me through uh, through aviation and through that industry we work in. We do a lot of work in the media business. I've got a lot of background in media and media sales. And so you've uh, maybe found me through 360adsales.com. However you got here, glad you're here. And uh, thrilled to have uh, Dan Walshmitt uh, joining us here in uh, just a couple of uh, minutes. The Wall Street Journal uh, called uh, Dan's blog, Edgy Conversations, one of the top seven sales blogs anywhere on the internet. So we are absolutely thrilled to have him here. Hey, big shout out to my friends from SIPA. We just were in uh, Washington, D.C. with the SIPA group. And that was an amazing, amazing conference. Love to come speak at your conference as well. How about you bring Dan and I into both speak at your conference on sales and business strategy? That'd be awesome. We're kind of a little dynamic duo. So great guy. Stick around. Stay close uh, for that. All right, friends, let's talk about getting relevant. Let's talk about being relevant in a world, an ever-changing world of sales. How do we increase our relevance to score more business, to close more deals. So the Oxford English Dictionary, which is one of my favorite books right next to the Bible, define, <laughs> defines relevance as the state of being closely connected or appropriate to the matter at hand. Now, I think you probably would agree this definition extends into the world of media sales, real estate, selling cars, whatever it is that you sell, medical. Got a lot of different listeners that listen in each and every month. We need to be relevant. Relevant is not about learning a prospect's favorite vacation spot from Facebook. I mean, come on, that's, that is more than likely what that's seen as is very, being very creepy, if you will. You know, there's a lot of people that teach that. A lot of people that teach you need to get on Facebook and you need to stalk on people and, and creep on people. And I'm just not one of those people. I think being relevant is more about recognizing that you need to create a customized sales experience for each of your clients. Doesn't mean you should know about them. Doesn't mean you shouldn't learn about them on LinkedIn. But what do you do with that information to create a better experience, a better sales experience? So for me, sales relevance is proving that we, as sales pros, sales professionals, 
number one profession in the world, my friends, have done our homework and that the ideas we are presenting will benefit our clients in really, really robust ways. So, all right, let's take a look at the four main things I think you can do to prove that you're relevant to the person that you're calling on. Let's just say as an example, let's talk about new business development. Getting meetings is probably, come on guys, are you with me on this? Getting, getting meetings is probably one of the hardest things that we'd have to do as salespeople. It's tough. So number one of four, stop sending generic sales emails. Stop. Recently, a major, I'm talking a big dog player in the social media tech sector, sent me a 700-word email as their initial point of sales contact to me. So you might say, well, Ryan, why, why'd you open it? Aha, good point, good question, because the subject line was free food. <laughs> so, okay, you got me, but that's really a bait and switch, a classic example of bait and switch. I don't like that. But then the body of the email went on to explain boring features, advantages, and benefits of the product. Wah, wah, wah. Really? That's the best you got. Didn't talk about me. Didn't talk about my business. Didn't talk about any research that they've done about me or anything like that. It just was a generic sales email. So why do people do it? They do it because they get hits. They get some hits on that stuff. Not the old school word of hits. I mean like page impressions. I'm talking about hits. Like they get a response from somebody because they send out so many of them. They go into Salesforce or whatever and they pull up a bunch of records and they send out mass emails. Here's what I'm trying, trying to explain today. When you're relevant, when you're centered in, when you're focused in on the prospect and about them, what's their business, what you can do to help them, all of that information's online pretty much. Wow, then all of a sudden you've got a winning scenario. So these generic emails, they're just not working out anymore. That's tip one of being relevant. Tip two of being relevant. How about this? Send super relevant emails, okay? So the best prospecting emails are short and they contain three elements, my friend. If you want to draw in that prospect like a moth to a light, okay? There's three components of every good sales email. Number one, the subject line needs to present a solution to a problem or it needs to specifically identify a product within that company that you're going to help them with. Whether you're going to promote it, whether you're going to fix it, whether you're going to service it, whatever the circumstance is. So for example, new idea to cut your shipping costs. It's a new idea. It's going to solve a problem for them or a potential problem. Okay, so that's the first thing. The subject line, present a solution or be really relevant to something. Number two. The body of the email needs to be very relevant and should prove that you did some research before you sent it. Here's a tip for you. For example, hi, Dan, before sending you this email, I did some research on Dan's shoes. Aha, see, Dan, I have done some research before I sent you this email. I noticed on your website that you're offering free shipping to customers. Awesome. I have a unique way to save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on those costs. I know you hear this all the time. If you give me 20 minutes, I will prove to you that I can help you out. I promise not to waste your time. The third element in the email, a short link to a video. I love videos that explain why it is that I'm emailing or calling on a prospect. I love that type of sale. I love it. So if you'd like to see a video on making videos, drop me an email, ryan at brainswellmedia.com, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. I'll send you a video on videos. All right, that's the second piece. So the first in being relevant, stop sending generic emails. Tip number two of being relevant, send super relevant emails. Okay, those three components, 
Great subject line, specific body, and a video. Number three, do your homework. Number three, do your homework. Prospects appreciate sales professionals that prepare for a meeting. I had a demo with a guy today. It was a horrible demo on a new software product. It, was, it wasn't horrible. It just wasn't very good. And what he didn't know is anything about my business. He didn't know who he was talking to. He didn't know anything about my business or he would have latched on to five or six different things. At one point, I said, I have 75 clients for you. We were 30 minutes into the conversation. I realized the conversation was going on to 45 minutes. And that's okay because I have clients for this person. Guess what they said to me? They said to me, hey, Ryan, I hate to cut you off, but I got to get to another meeting. Hey, bro, I just told you that I was going to bring you 75 new clients. Pay attention. Do your homework. Number four, if you want to be really relevant, be authentic. Inc.com contributing uh, editor Jeffrey James uh, said in a recent article to be authentic is to, quote, effortlessly, effortlessly (laughs) practice the fine art of listening. And have the courage to speak the truth. That's being authentic. I agree. I also feel the opposite of authenticity is arrogance. Very often, very often, I find that salespeople come across as being arrogant. It's something I work on on a regular basis. There's a unique difference between arrogance and, and, and authenticity. To be authentic, you need to be aware of your product and how it's going to impact that client. What's it going to do for them? This is based in research. This is based on listening. Arrogant salespeople prepare to debate. Arrogance comes along with ready to debate somebody. People don't like to be debated. They just don't. And so because of that, debating somebody is really, really tough. You need to be open to criticism. Let people listen in on your sales calls. Have somebody go with you. Record yourself and be open to criticism because you really do want to be authentic in your emails and truly what you say. So the four things to be relevant. Number one, stop sending generic sales emails. Number two, send super relevant emails that are great in a specific subject line, a body that's very specific to the solution you bring. And then the third piece is try to record some type of video. Send a link to that. Number three, do your homework. Before you prospect, before you present ideas, before you get on a phone call with a client, be relevant, do your freaking homework. And then number four, be authentic. Be you. Don't be a salesperson. I really feel like the less you sell, the more you sell. I know a lot of salespeople, is, they spend so much time on just on this pitch. And it's, be authentic. Be real. Be real. Sympathize with them. You know, work in ways that you can help them out. Remember, again, relevance is not about getting and meeting somebody on Facebook. Relevance is recognizing that you need a customized sales experience for each and every client. I think you're going to find that that is going to guide you down a road to success. I mean, I'll tell you this. One thing that all superstars have in, all superstars, sales superstars have in common is their unquenchable thirst for knowledge. And that's why I think that you listen to this podcast and why you should be excited about my guest uh, today. Dan Waldschmidt is unreal. I mean, he's just an amazing one heck of an achiever. Dan and his team, they help companies all over the world arrive at business-changing breakthrough ideas uh, by moving past conventional wisdom and social peer pressure and selfish behaviors, and they really help turn people into high performers. Dan himself is a high performer. So Dan, first of all, thank you so much uh, for being here and listening to, uh, taking all these listener questions. So first, thank you so much for that. But I'd love to find out what is an ultra runner, what does that mean, and how has being uh, an ultra runner really impacted your personal life and, and your business life? Yeah, uh, great question. Great to be with you today. Um, 
Uh, so an ultra runner is, is, is someone weird enough to do more than one wear, uh, marathon at a time. So usually, <laughs> usually it's, 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 it's a hundred mile sort of range. Uh, I signed up for a race last year that was 500 kilometers, which is about 320 miles. Wow. Um, but, uh, um, and yes, I'll answer the question before it gets asked. Do you, do you, do you do that all at one time or is that a year? No, it's, it's all at one time. Wow. And, um, and you know, you asked a very discerning question you know, you, you, you know, how has this changed your business? I often joke, but, but I'm very serious about that. Two real things in my life has helped me make millions of dollars. We don't often think about it in sales. One has been staying married and trying to figure out how to make marriage work. Right on. Um, that everything I've learned, uh, about business, I've learned in love and loss and, 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 and making, uh, bringing myself to that raw position where I figure out what do I really want? Right. And the second thing is running because running is true. I mean, there's no bullshit, right? You know, when you're playing a team sport, you go, Hey, I'm going to rest this player. Or, you know, I would have scored, but that, that your pass was off. I would have done it, but you did the wrong thing. And in running, it's like, you've got a pair of shoes. You may not even be having a shirt on, right? You're just out there. And all that's true is here's the time and here's the distance and nothing else matters. Right. It's just honest. And so I, I, you know, in these moments of like, feeling lost, which if you're in sales, you get that feeling of like, I, I, I'm just not sure what to do. I, I think running is my true north. No, that's awesome. Absolutely. And it does happen in sales all the time. One of the questions um, that I'd love to kick your way relates very much to that. Uh, Javier from Houston, Texas asked this question um, that I would normally answer, and I'd love to get your input on it. Some days, he says, I just sure. don't feel like selling. Some days, I just don't feel like selling. And he says, don't get me wrong, I love sales, but some days I just feel dull. Now, I imagine, now I could be wrong on this, Dan, I imagine there's some days the alarm clock goes off and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to get up and train, I just want to sleep in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And, and uh, you said it was Javier? Yeah. With the question. So, so, so Javier, the, the, Here's what I would say. So this is like the most honest question you can, you, you can ask, right? Because we all feel this. So we all go through this, um, which is like, I just don't feel like it. And this is an emotional kind of uh, conquest. This is an emotional uh, decision to make. I, I know I should, right? But I don't feel like it. And, and it's hard to even go through the motions when you don't feel like it. So here's what, here's what I would tell you. Don't. So don't. Don't. One of the things that helps me is when I'm feeling tired or worn down, I, I just radically change the system. So for instance, I, I'll go grab a book. I love to read. I'll go read a book about 200 inspiring uh, stories, comeback stories. I'll go, you know, take a walk and, 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 and look at nature for a couple of minutes. Now, you can't do this all day, right? Because you got to actually get back to work. Time. The other thing I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll think, what do I really want in life? Mm-hmm. So it might be a new car. It might be my vacation. It might be something to do with my three children. And I, I kind of harness this fact, this energy of why am I selling in the first place? Right. I'm not selling to go through the motions. I'm not even selling to get them to sign, although that's a huge adrenaline rush. I'm you, that money is the greatest lubricator in the world. So what do you want? What do you really want? Take this beyond sales. Guess what? You're probably still going to have days where you're feeling, you know, beat down and, and lacking energy. So change your change your system. See what you can do to be radical for, 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 for a half day or even for a few hours or even for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I find that sometimes I've heard people say a lot, and I kind of disagree with this, live in the moment. Well, my thought on that, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, Dan. Uh, living in the moment means sometimes you know, you're know you living in that moment, and I really feel like you've got to look down the road. If this moment sucks, so maybe you want to embrace the suck for the moment, but you've got to look, why am I doing this? Because I can only imagine I'm not an ultra runner, and if you could see me right now, I mean, I ought to be an ultra runner. I should try at least to get out of this from behind this desk. But I imagine that when you're in the heat of battle, whether it's uh, running on the road, on a bike or swimming or whatever the circumstance is, there's times when you say, man, why in the world am I doing this? You must have to think way, way towards the finish line, I imagine. Yeah, no, you're you're dead right. And I I was telling someone yesterday because I've stopped running. So I decided about a week ago, I was running in the Pisgah Mountain. So here's an example. For me, I was feeling down last week. One of my buddies said, do you want to play hooky? Let's go run in the mountains, in, uh, in Pisgah Mountain. And so, which, as you know, beautiful place, right? Right. So I go get my running shoes on. Three of us decide to go. We go running in the mountains. I, it takes me four or five hours. It takes me an hour and a half to get there, run for a couple hours, get back. By the way, I have a chance still by the end of the day to answer all my emails, make all my calls, do all my prospecting, all that. I still fit that in. But I went and just ran to the mountains. And I, we were talking. I said, you know, I need a new challenge. So for me, I'm going to stop running ultras and I'm just going to focus in on running a marathon. My goal, nice. new goal is to get down to like 229 in the nice. 220s. I'm, th- I'm like 240 something. I want to take another 20 minutes off my marathon time. And this is, this is brutal. This training requires me to really focus in on running 520 miles, 515 miles, 5, 505 miles. It's, it's brutal on your body. And you're right. In the moment, it, it, it sucks. I mean, I'm gasping for air. I'm running so hard sometimes I see stars, wow. right? It's, it's crazy. But, but it's connecting to this higher purpose, this higher meaning. Every single race I do, I go running and everyone's happy and the gun goes off. I'm like, yeah, we're out there. And then about 20 miles in, I'm thinking, Dan Waldschmidt, like it's Saturday. <laughs> You're away from your family. Why are you doing this? Right. Not only is this a bad life choice, you are the, the biggest <laughs> moron in the world. Like what type of idiot does this? You know, your, 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 your crotch is getting, you know, all chafed, you know, your son, you know, there's salt everywhere, you know, like, dude, what is your problem? You like, right. and I, you know, and, and then And then, and then you get beyond 50 miles. And I tell people the greatest mile in the world for me is not 100. That's the second greatest. The greatest, happiest moment of my life is 51 because then everything else is downhill, right? 51, 49, (laughs) you know, 42, 38. And I'm like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. And so, um, yeah, you know, you, you live in the moment. You have to live in the moment. People say live in the moment. You're in the moment. That's the only choice you have. Right. But if you don't have a goal in mind, let me, let me throw two words at you. Two words to think about, uh, Javier, uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're thinking about this. There's a lot of companies who have process. You'll walk in the door, Ryan. I'll walk in the door. They'll say, we need help. We need help. We need help. They've got process. Step one, step two, step three. They don't have purpose. Right. And the way you find purpose is with primacy. Meaning, look, Alexander the Great, he, sure, he, if he were to go look backwards on his life and connect the dots, he probably had some sort of process for world domination. Sure. But it was really primacy. He grabbed the sword and said, I want it. I'm going to take it. And for you and your life and for me in my life, you know, we, we have all these processes and these, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to use social. Oh, no, I'm going to inbound. I'm going to outbound. No, I'm going to do demand generation, lead generation, all this marketing, all this kind of stuff. And we can, we can spout process. But when I ask, stop someone and say, Javier, what is your purpose? Right. You may not be able to answer that. Right. And, that and that's why the moment sucks and also the future sucks. So, okay, if the moment sucks. But you don't want your future to suck. You exactly. got to figure that shit out. 
Now, agreed. You know, one of the things you said that I, rings so true to me that I try to preach to people, people all the time are saying, hey, Ryan, what's the silver bullet? What's the shortcut? And I just really feel like there's, uh, there's really not a shortcut. The simple fact of the matter is this. Sales is hard work. And I say it at the end of every podcast. If sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And they're not. So we're either crazy or we found a passionate career that will feed our families for a lifetime. And I can hear in your voice, in your tone, with your running, with business, it's, it's hard, hard work. I don't feel like there's a silver bullet. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I totally agree. And I would tell you, anytime someone, anytime someone tells you fast, quick, or easy, your, your, your alarm bell should go up. Agreed. You've just been made off. Yeah. Right. You've just been made off. Fifty billion dollars later, you're going to find out you've wasted your time. And this is what happens. These new, you know, we have the challenger sale. We've got this. We've got that. Everyone's come to spend selling. We've got this. We've got all this crap right. that comes up that like. And it, by, by the way, there's elements of these different things that are great. I'm not sure. Put, yeah, put yeah. Throwing them all under the, the bus. I'm just saying, like the, all this new fancy stuff. We're like, oh, I'm going to go jump on this thing. We we'll realize that you're exactly right, Ryan. At the end of the day, it's hard work. You have to make the calls. You have to send the emails. You have to be zealous about getting better. You have to accept nothing less than awesome in your own life. And if you're not committed to that, then you're going to struggle. And so when you hear someone say easy, you're like, oh, wait, did you say easy, easy? I don't have to make the calls. I can go on LinkedIn and send messages and not have to cold call. What? I'm going to do that. And you realize that, look, every single deal you've ever made is started with a conversation. Somebody called somebody to get that deal done. Nothing happens until a call or a conversation happens. That's just how it is. All the fancy, quick, cute little strategies that are quote unquote guaranteed to work are just dead ends. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now you probably would agree uh, to that end that you can identify repeatable patterns of success and use those to your advantage. I'm sure you see that in life and business and uh, also uh, in all the physical fitness stuff that you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's what we spent four years writing about in our book, um, Edgy Conversations, was I wanted to look at – I'm a college dropout twice. I'm the world's biggest loser. And I just decided, what is it that makes ordinary people successful? Because every time I build a multi-million dollar company, I would get, uh, I would get called lucky. Now, Washington Post said, hey, called me Boy Wonder. I was known in D.C. as this turnaround expert. But I'm still a kid, and people, you know, the people would say, oh, well, you, know, you don't have a process for this stuff. And I, I thought, well, I kind of do, but it's hard to articulate. So I spent right. four years and I looked at a thousand ordinary people, Hall of Fame football players born with mm-hmm. one leg, mm-hmm. you know, homeless people that created billions. And I said, what is it? And so for us, we realized there were four, four things, you know, extreme behavior, disciplined activity, giving tremendous amounts of value and being human. Right. And w- we saw that pattern repeated, 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 repeated. So I know that's a philosophy, not a process. What I tell people is if you think about it in that way, you're you're going to magnify exponentially, multiply, whatever the right mathematical terminology is, sure. whatever process you're doing right now. Make it extreme. Make it extreme. Be disciplined about it, maniacally so. Give so much value. By the way, all this crazy, fill out a form and I'll give you a stupid PDF or white paper. Look, I get it. I get it. Someone <laughs> sometimes somewhere made that really successful. That is not value. Right. Value is sending someone what we do, like a box of awesome. It's yeah. a box with with $200 worth of cool shit inside of it. It might be a bottle breacher, which is a 50 millimeter round that you open beers with, right? It might be something like that, but it's valuable, something cool that sits on their shelf. And which is the reason why, you know, a a CEO calls me back from a billion dollar company and says, let's talk. And they, they, they download your PDF or don't even click on the link because it's just crap. 
right. giving lots of that and then being human. Yeah. Apologize. When something goes wrong, apologize. Right on. You know? And and like it's why we love Wendy's. Wendy's out there snarking all over McDonald's on Twitter about fresh beef. Why? They're just being human. We love right. it. We yep. love it. We don't like fake. Yeah, exactly. Being authentic, being human, being authentic is something. It's oh, I tell you what, if you fake it, it's pretty it's pretty easy to spot. And I try to teach salespeople all the time, listen, you know, you're just coming across as being very unauthentic. Why don't we just why don't we change direction on this? Who yeah. are you? Who are you? What do you want out of life? Let's just work on you being authentic because one of the fastest things to spot or to smell is somebody that's not authentic. And it sounds like you uh, agree it's, with me. It's 100%. nasty. It's, I, absolutely. It's nasty, right? It's one of those things where you just, it's like a, it's a, it's an odor that you put off, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just, no one wants to be around it. You know, we, we want to be around people that are awesome and they create awesomeness. And there's this that vibe of positivity. Now, one thing you've said, uh, and I'm going to multiply on that, which is this, get help. Uh, if you don't have someone as a coach, get a coach. I don't coach so I can say that, right? Because I'm not right. advertising me. If you don't have a yeah. coach, get a coach. Get a coach. Every amazing person. I mean, this is Think and Grow Rich. One of the principles, earliest principles were get a mastermind. I go to a therapy. I go to a therapist, a psychoanalyst, at least once a week. I probably need to see him three or four times. I'm a <laughs> head case. I don't know. I should probably uh, write. Uh, we should put a little beep in there. But, but whatever. I mean, I'm like I'm a head case because I have all this trash in my head that at sometimes makes me brilliant and other times completely pulls the rug out from my future. And a lot of sales is the most neurotic sport in the world. You said it. everyone could do it. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But, but so we have this neurotic sport where we say to people, go out there and do stuff. And if it works, I'm going to take a teeny tiny portion of the massive amount of revenue I get and give it to you. And it won't be now, but it'll be like at the next few paychecks. And it, it's all on you. This is so neurotic. And yet we go, oh, I'm tough. I got it. I don't need to read a book. I don't need a coach. I don't need therapy. I got it. I got it. You don't got it. You don't got it. No, if Lindsey Vaughn, greatest downhill skier, needs three coaches to help her, two of them head coaches, one ski coach. If Kobe needs coaches, you need a coach. Yeah, no, exactly. When I talk to people about coaching, and and I, I love it. I love coaching. It's one of the things that I, I do, and I spend a lot of time uh, on it. I have people sometimes say, they'll say, wow, that's expensive. And if you can't recoup the cost of your coach tenfold, you need to find a new coach. <laughs> you know, the Lindsay Oh, uh, Don't get me started. The don't get me started. Look, <laughs> these are the same people. I tell us to people all the time. I will tell them in a room, listen, shame on you if you don't have time for a coach. Because I, I guarantee you, if I looked at your budget, you're spending $200 on cable channels. Right? right. You're, you're, spending, you're, you're willing to say, I think $200 is better spent on cable channels than it is on a coach. Right. Because right? I know my therapist is about $150 an hour, right? Something like that. So you, you know, I, I'm making the choice that stuffing my mind full of, of that is more important than this. There are people, you, the car you drive is probably a couple hundred dollars more expensive than you need it to be. Most people are. They drive the Mercedes when they should just drive a nice Toyota Camry, right? Because right. they need to feel like, oh, I'm in sales. I'm special. I'm important. <laughs> Nothing wrong with fancy cars. But you look at how you spend your money, you will clearly show what your future is going to be. The guy without the coach stays a loser. The guy without the therapist stays broke, stays stuck. And so people then could say, oh, it's too expensive. You know what's, you know what's expensive right now? Your living habits. Right. Fix your living habits. And guess what? You'll fix your sales habits. Yeah, indeed. And you know, the other thing is that I think a lot of people have had a bad experience because uh, a lot of people that say they're in the coaching business uh, are actually consultants. So for everybody that's listening, there's a distinct difference between a coach, a mentor, and a consultant. 
A coach is going to guide you on your path. A consultant is going to do work for you. A mentor is going to download information to you. Now, some people that call me, Dan, when I talk with them, I'll say, okay, so you're looking for a mentor. No, 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 no. I'm looking for a coach. No, what I'm going to do as a coach is I'm going to ask you the very best questions that come to my mind to help you find what it is that you're looking for. I'm going to help be that Sherpa on the path for you. You're looking for a mentor. No, no, no. I'm looking for a coach. So you also, folks that are listening, you want to be really clear. What is it that you're looking for? I believe you should have a certain amount of mentoring, uh, a certain amount of, of coaching, and then the rest of it is just hard freaking work. It's just, I can only imagine that you're not a nine to five guy, Dan. I can only imagine. No, 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 no. And look, and look, and look, look, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm offending, you know, the amazing people who are listening to this podcast. I'm just going to I'm just going to tell you the truth. Cause, and I can, I can push this cause I don't do coaching. I don't charge for coaching. Um, I hire coaches. Um, I have several coaches in my life, but I'm not that guy. So I'm going to push on it. Listen, you're listening to this podcast. You probably go into a restaurant and said, Oh my God, that was horrible. Like the food was horrible. That didn't stop you from eating out. Right. You know what I mean? You just didn't hire that coach again. Right. You hired somebody new, find somebody new and you're dead. Right. Here's one thing I'll tell you. We value what we pay for. Right. And so if you have a friend who advises you over a bottle of wine, that's nice, but you're not going to, you're kind of just, you know, over beers, over wine, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. So it's just what that guy is. When you pay for a coach, when you take money and say, Ryan, I value your time. It is worth this much for me to pay you. Guess what? I'm probably going to do what you tell me to do. Right the on. problem is we have salespeople who say they're all in, but they're not willing to do what it takes. And what it takes is you investing in your success. Right. I mean, taking your checkbook out and you write a check to somebody who's a coach. And guess what? It's not the end of the world. If you hate the person coaching you, get a different coach. Yeah. It's okay. But don't expect to be awesome for free. That's ridiculous. Indeed. Indeed. I was talking with a a sales guy, Ryan Stuman, who you might know, and he said, you know, those people that don't use coaches and don't use mentors are in that, you know, bottom, if you will, uh, 60, 70 percent. Why would you want to be there? Why would you not want to do what successful people do? Successful people typically are working with some type of mastermind. And I think it's, you know, it's it's exactly. Hey, so you pay for it. Yeah, no, indeed. It's not going to, it's not going to come for free. I love it. You've probably experienced this after you give uh, uh, some type of keynote, people say, Hey, uh, could I buy you a beer and, and, and pick your brain a little bit? And, uh, and I usually say a, a beer will get you about five minutes. Uh, so let, you know, let's get going right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five, five well, it's, just, it's like, look, you know, you know, it, I, I, you know, you know, I, our tagline is radical help for people who want it. And so it's like, well, if, we, if you want radical help it, uh, we'll help you. But the, the reality is at some point, doesn't matter how broke you are, you have to spend your money. You have to decide how you're going to spend your money. And this is a hot button for me, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about it. Don't say you're serious. If you're spending your money on TV channels and, and eating out, I mean, look, I'm a religious person, you know, you're from the South. You, you know, people say, Hey brother, pray for me. Pray for me, right? right. You know, I, I had a, a, a sales VP say to me, you know, I'm going through some stuff right now. I just need you guys to pray for me. I'm like, well, what's going on, bro? Because I happen to be really damn good at business. Well, maybe I can help you, you know? And he said, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, you know, we're really struggling financially. And I said, okay, what happened? Well, I made some bad moves, this and that. I said, so what am I going to, what am I praying about that you don't make stupid decisions in the future or that right. you magically dig your way out of this hole. And, and I wasn't trying to be a jerk on purpose. What I was basically saying was this, is that 
Listen, the beautiful thing about life is you woke up this morning with an unlimited number of choices. Right. You can change where you live. You can change who you're married to. You can change everything. You can cut your hair or not cut your hair. You can wear clothes or not clothes. Choose what clothes you're going to wear, where, if you're going to go to work or not go to work. You, unlimited amount of choices. And yet we stay in this locked-in mode of like, well, I have this process. Change the process. Right. Change the process. Do it your way. And don't, don't, don't play the victim and yeah. whatever you do, don't pretend like you're all in when you're not, because you're the same person who's going to look at Ryan or me or somebody else and go, Oh, you're lucky. No, 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 no. We're not lucky. I'm an, I'm basically a fool who can wear sneakers yeah. and I'm successful because I get up every morning and I go, I am desperate to get to where I want to be. I'm going to do whatever it takes. and I'm going to spend my money in a way that gets me to where I want to be. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Now, when it comes to, you know, we talk about goals a lot, and I had a question from Michael uh, from New York City, and he's got a real unique question. I think you might have a good answer for him. He says, I am constantly restarting my goals. Um, He goes on to say, I I set them and then I get diverted. Any help is appreciated. What What is your thoughts on people that they set them and they have to reset those goals constantly? Bad thing? Good thing? What are your thoughts on that? That, Tell me his name, Mike? Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike, so here's the thing. Mike, um, uh, we, we, we all have to reset them. It, it, here's the difference. It's how do you minimize the time between making them and breaking them? Right. Right. You made a goal, then you broke your goal. Okay. How do you do that? So one of the things I've done now for the last few years is I meditate. Nice. I meditate for 15 minutes a day. Like this could be in your lunch hour. It's easy. Sneak away to a, to a calling closet, right? Shut the door and meditate 15 minutes. There are tons of apps. My buddies over at Mind Valley have an app called Omvana, O-M-V-A-N-A. Nice. Um, I use I use that app for a while, and I use something called Brain.fm. Brain.fm. It uses binaural sound waves uh, with your earbuds in your head to help you meditate. Fifteen minutes, guys. Listen, we fail to stay focused on our goals because we don't focus on our goals. You write your goal on a piece of paper and you go, oh, I made a goal. And then you break your goal because you say, I'm not focused on it. So, so one thing you can do is spend 15 minutes a day uh, where you're meditating. Now, part of meditation, this is a, this, by the way, this is like lifting weights. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see dramatic change in one day. You right. see dramatic change over a period of time. Right. But one thing you can do is visualize. Visualize that goal. For me, as a speaker, uh, I, I'm still nervous. I speak 40 times a year and growing, I'll probably do 60 or 70 events in the next 12 months. And, and I still get nervous and I take time to visualize here's Dan. They're calling your name. They're introducing you. Then your music's coming on. Then you're stepping out. This is how you're going to look at the audience. You're going to feel loved. You're going to feel loved. And then you're going to give them the value that you've spent so much time working on. Right. And I visualize that. And guess what? I don't forget my goal because I'm, I'm purposefully, making time for it every day. Now, this is something I had to learn. At 38, I didn't roll out of bed and do this. It took me years to figure this out. Some wise people gave me this advice, meditation, visualization, it works. Absolutely. Agreed. I, you know, uh, Mike, one of the things that I often work with my clients on is, as it relates to goals, is the three steps of what, how, and why. What you want to do, I'm sure you agree, and what you want to do is pretty easy to declare. How you're going to do it is defining those little mini goals, you know, in between. But what you said earlier is just so, so smart. And that third piece of being successful with goals is why. Why are you doing this? 
So what are you doing? Declare it. How are you going to do it? Set your many steps. But also, I feel, maybe Dan, you agree. I, I feel that a lot of people do not identify the why. Why am I doing this? Yep. And so they miss out on that yep. purpose piece, uh, as you as you mentioned uh, you know, earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And that why goes back to that purpose. You yeah. know, if you have a purpose, the why kind of forms around that. You know, uh, it might be, it might be, hey, I, I'm doing this. Why? Well, it's part of my purpose or it's helping me achieve my purpose. You know, uh, you're exactly right. And, and you need those practical steps. If you just mentioned, what yeah. is it? How is it? Why is it? Uh, if you don't have that, yeah, you're going to find yourself stuck. And by the way, this is another good reason for a coach because yeah. a coach can say that to you. Yeah. You're paying him to say, dude, keep me honest. Keep me driven. If I, if I start saying a bunch of BS to you, Tell me to shut up and just focus on being awesome again. That's your job. So, yeah. And I also plan to, I plan on the derailment. I plan for it. And a lot of people don't plan to be derailed. So as an example, if you're prospecting at 1115, it's on your calendar every day and you set a goal to do that. You know that at some point you're going to get derailed. So plan for the derailment and give yourself a backup time slot at 415. Plan for it because your boss is going to ask for something wacky. Um, all of a sudden your kid's going to call and say he's sick at school um, if you plan for the derailment, um, then if it doesn't come, it's awesome. But if it does, at least you've got a you know a bit of a plan uh, for it. So I've got a oh, absolutely yeah. Time got, boxing. Time boxing is probably the most productive thing you can do. You're exactly right. Box oh, off time makes you know. Oh yeah, people ask me all the time. They're like, how do you how do you get all this done in a day? Every second of every hour uh, is is blocked out every day. Now I have plenty of time to to go and have lunch with my wife and things like that. Make time for things that are important. But I time block every day. It's uh, it's critical. Yep. So, all right, I've got um, kind of an odd one for you. So um, I'll if, I'll let you think about this for a brief second as we're talking about this. So uh, Kathy from Kansas City writes in a very heartfelt uh, question, and I'm wondering if you and I can come up with a good answer for her. She is 59 years old, and she says, "I really feel old in this." What she refers to as, in quotes, "new age of selling." This is the question. How, Kathy asks, how do I succeed without coming across as trying too hard? So she's 59. She's feeling old in this new age of selling. How do I succeed without coming across as, as trying too, too hard? So this goes back to, I think, what you were saying earlier about being authentic. Um, uh, it probably doesn't really matter if you come across as trying too hard yeah, I don't think you can try too hard, right? I mean, you may learn, you may learn along the way. I do. I mean, I just got out of a content strategy meeting with my team. I've got millennials out the wazoo telling me, no, no, damn, that's ridiculous. Let's do this on Snapchat. And oh, it's now Instagram stories. And, and, and I was like, great. What's the best piece of content for each channel? Right. So I get it. I'm old at 38, you know, so I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Uh, let me say this. Look, just try. You can never try too hard to so just try something, try right. one idea and then try another idea. Just remember what we've said earlier. And I think Ryan, you said this a couple of times, this is hard. I don't mean that to scare you. I just mean, look, you shouldn't expect to get it right. You know, all the time, you shouldn't expect to get it right quickly. Just try new things, you know, um, you know, put something on, on LinkedIn. That seems to be a popular, if your audience is in the business world, I should put the disclaimer, put some stuff up in different places, but just create conversations that can be meaningful and magical. And then I'll also tell you this. I have a buddy of mine who's in the investing business, runs a very pop, uh, well, I shouldn't say popular fund, a very large fund of several hundred million dollars. No website. Nice. No website. 
<laughs> so, so like in today's world, that's like, you know, like <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, he doesn't exist, but, but, but no website. And he's done really, really, really quite well. Funded a bunch of movies, Hollywood guy, all this kind nice. of great stuff, New York presence, but no website. And I always marvel and I, 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 I just how awesome he is for keeping it old school. So maybe your strategy is not even to try. Maybe it's to just be who you are. And if that in, includes some valuable new tools like social media, then you use them. Right but if they don't work for you, remember, there's people making millions and billions of dollars around the world with no website. Right. Lots of people. No cell phones. I've run across quite a few folks yeah. um, that don't have uh, uh, cell phones. Ed Sheeran, you know, the big um, the artist, the pop artist right now, has got a good old-fashioned yeah. flip phone, um, doesn't, doesn't have a smartphone. And uh, at face value, I meet a lot of people, actually, that um, just said, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. Now, I would say, you know, Kathy, um, I do recognize that there are a lot <laughs> – there are a lot of guys over the age of 40 that maybe shouldn't be shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch. Maybe, okay? Maybe they're trying <laughs> just, just a little too hard. <laughs> but I would say there that you go. I, I do recognize I had uh, in a workshop uh, two weeks ago, I had a really wonderful salesperson. And um, he said, we've been doing it this way for 43 years. So what you're telling me is that I need to change everything that I'm doing. And I, I said, I, I'm not telling you to change everything. I'm just asking you to be open, be open to new ideas, be open to the fact that you might need to text your clients and they might want to text you. I, I also, Kathy, feel like you could become, you know, if you will, sort of a platform agnostic, be willing, be willing to say, I will bring you my sales message in whatever platform that you want. I'm willing to, to try anything. And I feel like as long as you show, this is what millennials have told me. As long as we see that you're trying, that you're trying to do these things, we feel good about it. It's those that completely and utterly resist or throw us into a bucket of lazy flip-flop wearing uh, individuals. I believe, Dan, millennials have made me a better man. I believe that millennials yep. have made me a better salesperson. They're no BS, no fluff kind of people, and they've made me a better salesperson. And so I would embrace all yep. those things and, and keep rocking, Kathy. One thing that Kathy brings to the table, Dan, that you and I also bring to the table, that's experience and, and building relationships and getting the most out of those yeah. relationships, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an email guy. I tell people, listen, if it doesn't hit my email, it's likely not to get done. But, and I'm a Verizon customer as well. People send me lots of text messages, right, as you just mentioned, a lot. I realize, look, I'm not really good with thumbs. Guess what? Verizon's got, for my Mac, uh, yeah. an app that, yeah. set, that allows me to message from my desktop. Yeah. So, so Kathy, I'm with you, girl. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I pound away text messages. People never know. I'm, I'm, I'm basically emailing you, you know, that from the Verizon messages plus app right from my desktop, yeah. but it allows me to be productive, uh, using the way they want to receive the message in a way that I can be myself. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. My big two big takeaways from our conversation uh, with you today, Dan, for me, I've, you know, you've got to find your passion if you're going to be great in sales, got to find your passion, but then you've also got to find your purpose. Why are you doing this? Um, and if it doesn't work out, I guess there's six words um, you can always uh, fall, uh, fall back on. Do you know what those six words are, Dan? No, but I want to hear. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, hear that some is state, awesome. I hear in some states they're paying $15 an hour if you, if you say that well. 
Oh, goodness. There you go. Oh, well, I Dan, love it. Dan Walshmit, Walshmit, everybody. Uh, his book is, uh, is Edgy Conversations. And uh, where do they find uh, the Edgy Conversations uh, blog? Is it edgyconversations.com uh, or where do they find that at? It, it, it's actually at danwalshmit.com, um, you know, or you can go to the Edgy Conversations Facebook page because all the posts are there as well. But, but, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, you know, it, it, radical ideas, radical conversation like we've just had. Yeah, that sounds great. And if uh, those of you listening on uh, iTunes, uh, check out the description if you have any trouble spelling uh, Dan's uh, last name. Dan and I have a, a common a common issue um, with our with our surnames, and uh, that is uh, there's just a lot of extra a lot of extra letters in there. Uh, everybody thinks my last name is D O R N. I've got an H in the middle of it, and it's plagued me for my life. So check out the description. We'll put links over to uh, uh, to Dan's blog and where you can find his book. Uh, uh, edgy conversations. Hey, brother, I've really enjoyed it, and I look forward to. Uh, we got to get together and uh, do something fun uh, back in South Carolina uh, when I'm back that direction. No doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, been great. It's been great. Look, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, p- people need to hear uh, the straight scoop. They need their questions answered. I, I love that part of what you're doing. Not enough people are doing that, so keep doing it. And for all the questions of Javier and Mike and Brittany, and uh, I'm sure I missed somebody, uh, Kathy, uh, listen, uh, you know, go be awesome. You know, take this advice and use it. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you very much. Love to answer your questions here on the podcast. Send me those questions to ryan at brainswellmedia.com. And while I mostly focus on media technology, now in manufacturing, do a little work in aviation, our programs work for basically any outside sales organization. So I'd love to chat with you about that. Love to come and speak at your sales meetings. Love to coach you and be a part of that process. We've got coaches here at Sales Training World ready and willing to help you. So just reach out, ryan at brainswellmedia.com. All right, friends, we'll see you on the next broadcast. Keep your questions coming this way. And never forget, if sales was easy, everybody be doing it and they're not so we're either crazy or we found a profession that's going to feed our families for a lifetime all right friends get out there and sell something so that your boss will hire me and bring me in and we'll see you next time here on the broadcast all right friends god bless we'll see you out on the street 